welcome to today's episode of The Shift, a place where remnants are empowered to shift our culture under the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. A remnant is a small remaining quantity of something. God is searching for his remaining anointed remnants, remnants committed to pursuing his will, no matter the cost. Join us as God gathers his people to shift our spheres of influence to spark a revival, one remnant at a time. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Katrin Valencia, your host of The Shift. I'm really excited today to bring a new podcast to you that's entitled Cheerful Endurance. That title alone should shift something in your spirit because it does not feel cheerful to endure, right? We're going to go ahead and jump right into today's topic that was really birthed out of a Bible study I was at this week. And it was an inductive Bible study. We were learning how to study our word in a deeper way with with reflection and application. And as I was reflecting on the scriptures that we were reading, this really, really stuck to my spirit. And as I was reflecting during that Bible study and after, I've really just felt like a lot of confirmation in this topic, because I feel like a lot of us are enduring right now. A lot of us are tired. Uh, Tuesday, the day before this Bible study, I was in a prayer group. And during that prayer meeting, the presence of God was so thick. And I remember hearing over and over and over, it's not time to be weary. It's not time to be weary. It's not time to be weary. And I just kept saying that over and over and over. And I feel weary in a lot of ways. I feel tired in a lot of ways, but God is calling me to endure. And so I'm going to start off. It's these scriptures are going to be from James and we're going to, we're going to stay there. We're going to stay in this place in James. And I'm going to read the first part of the scripture and then, and then I'm going to go to our verse that is going to be the topic of the rest of the podcast. So if you've been serving the Lord for any amount of time, you know this verse in James 1, 2, right? It, it is one of my two favorite verses. And the reason it's one of my favorite verses is because I struggle with it the most. And so it challenges me. Um, so it's James 1, 2 through 4. And it says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So here's this command by James, who is Jesus's brother, right? If there's anybody who knew Jesus, it's his brother. There's an intimacy that dates back to childhood, to when he was born. He has he had known Jesus since the beginning of his life. And so if there's anybody who knew Jesus's heart, if there's anybody who knew uh his his teachings, it was James because it was his biological brother. And he's commanding us to consider a pure joy when we go through trials of many kinds. And then if you go down to verse four in James chapter one, verse four, I'm going to read two different versions. It says, but let patience have her work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And the New American Standard Bible version says this, and let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so the beginning of James is talking about joy and trials. And then it starts this one scripture. This is what I pulled out from that Bible study on Wednesday. This one scripture that talks about endurance. And when you read 
when you read it, it says, and let endurance have its perfect result. The word let really stuck out to me because here's the thing. You have to choose to endure. You choose to let yourself endure or you choose to not let yourself endure. So it is a choice. We are not these robots, puppets that are controlled. We have free will, right? As believers, we choose, we have choices. And so it's our choice to let endurance have its perfect result. And so the question begs itself, are you letting yourself endure? Are you choosing daily? It's a choice. So that's the first thing that came off to me. The second thing that really hit me was let endurance have its perfect result. Okay, so there's results in enduring. There is a result. There is a causation. When you choose to endure, when you let yourself endure, there is a result. And what are those results? Well, it says it right there in the scripture. It says, let endurance have its perfect results so that you may have be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And here's the thing about the word of God. I love reading different versions because you you get to see uh, the different phraseology and the different words that are used, but there's nothing better than going back to the original meaning, the original meaning, whether in the Old Testament, if it's the Hebrew translation or whether it's the New Testament and it's the Greek translation. So here we're in the New Testament, right? So we're going to, we're going to pick this apart. We're going to really dissect this one sentence in James about endurance and about letting endurance have a perfect result. And so the word for endurance or in the King James version, it says, but let patience have her perfect work. Patience, the original Greek word is hupamane. Okay. Hupamane. And that word, that Greek word, here's what it, here's what it means. Because our, when we translate it, it, you don't really get the full impact and the full effect of what hupamane means. And so hupamane means cheerful endurance. Okay. That's the, the, the name of today's podcast, cheerful endurance. So it's not just letting yourself endure so that you'll have perfect results. It's being cheerful while you're enduring it. Oh, that is so good and so hard and takes such maturity. So hupamane means cheerful endurance. It also means patient continuance. So you're continuing when you endure, you're not, you're not quitting. You're enduring. You're patiently continuing. You're patiently waiting. That's another, uh, that's another translation of hupamane. Patience that grows only under trial. So your endurance, your patience is growing. It's a fruit. It's a seed that's planted. And when you endure and you don't give up, that patience grows only under trial. When you talk about hupamane, it's about growing under trial. When you look up the original Greek, word, this type of endurance perfects Christian character. It's a type of patience that strengthens inward man and woman. So when you endure, there's something that happens inside of you. When you have hupamane, when you have that endurance, that cheerful endurance, it strengthens your inward man or woman. Now it hurts. There's a refining. But when you have hupamane, you are cheerfully enduring and you're learning you're building that character. You're perfecting your Christian character. Hupamane does not easily succumb under suffering. Okay. So when you go through suffering and you endure, it does not easily bow down. It does not, that endurance does not easily. You're fighting, you're enduring, you're cheerful. You're saying, okay, God, I get it. I understand. I'm going to be cheerful. I may not understand, right? 
but I'm still going to have this hupamane. I'm going to be cheerful. Okay. So you need to let hupamane have its perfect result. Let endurance have its perfect result. Let patience have its perfect result. Well, what does the word perfect mean? Okay. So we just went through the word endurance, hupamane, having that perfect, uh, having that endurance. So what is the, the, what does the word perfect translate into in Greek? Okay. So the Greek word for perfect, for these perfect results that we're talking about, the Greek word is teleos. Okay. And this word teleos, meaning perfect result. Okay. It denotes fulfillment, completion, and perfection. And the end is accomplished as the effect of a process. So when you have this perfect result, it's something that is accomplished only after you have a process. So it didn't just boom happen. It happened after a process. It happened after that endurance, right? That cheerful endurance that you're coming to this completeness, perfection, fulfillment. And then the the translation goes on to say that it's brought to an end, finished, wanting nothing necessary to completeness. One who is teleos has attained the moral end for which he has intended. Okay. So it, it has this morality tied to perfection. It's not just perfect by the world standards. It's actually when you have teleos, it's attained through a moral compass, namely to be a man or woman of Christ. Okay. So when you have this perfect result, it's complete in Christ. It's fulfilled in Christ. It's perfect in Christ. The Greek translation also goes on to say that this perfection happens through the adaptation, through the trials that you've been given. Okay. So because of those trials, because of that endurance, you've adapted through your trials and you've been given the aptitude to deal with the world in which God is calling you to be in. Okay. So it's this teleos type of perfection that you've adapted, that you've endured, that you have finished, that there's an end, that you, there is nothing that you are lacking. All parts have been given through endurance. So your result, your perfection, your completeness has been given because you have gone through the trial, you have fought through it, and you have been made perfect. So it's almost like this cause and effect, okay? So endurance causes completeness. So when you are a cheerful endurer, you get this perfect result, this fulfillment. All right, so let's keep going with this. Let's keep going. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. What does that word entire mean? Okay. We, we just went over perfect. What that means is that you're, you're, you're complete perfection and, and there's a, been a process that you've had to go through. It's that teleos. Okay. But now what does it mean to be entire? It means complete in every part completion and wholeness. And it's used ethically. So you, you, again, you have this ethics, you have these morals, you have these, that you are being perfected when you endure, that there's something internally in you that is being entirely made perfect. And so now that we've kind of studied the, the original Greek words, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I love studying the word and that may have been a little too much, but now let's get down to some practical. Okay. Let's get down to how do I endure? That's great. Katrin. I'm called to be cheerful. I'm in my endurance. I'm called to patiently continue. I'm called to patiently wait and I'm called to grow under my trials and endure this. But how do I do that? Like, how do I endure through this? Because it feels too hard. I want to give up. I'm tired. I'm weary. And again, I, I did a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, a week ago about being lonely and being in a cave. Some of us are in the cave. How do I endure? How do I, how do I keep pressing in? Because like the Lord had revealed in that prayer room, 
It's not a time to be weary. Let me just speak that to you. It is not a time to be weary. I know you're tired. There is so much going on in our world. There is so much going on in the spiritual realm of, of oppression, of people are feeling heavy and tired. I get it, but it is not a time to be weary. It is a time to endure. It is a time to buckle down. So how do we do that? How do we endure as believers? And I want to give you four quick things, okay? Four ways that can help you endure. The first one is to keep the right perspective. So when you're enduring something and you're going through something that's difficult, let's just say um, you have a teenage child. And if your child is anything like mine, it's like they hit 12 and a half. And my goodness, overnight, they're just like a new person. Like, who are you? I don't know this person. Okay, so maybe you're enduring. Maybe you're enduring teenage years and disrespect with your child. Maybe you're going through marital things. Maybe you feel distant. Maybe you're just coexisting. Maybe um, there's infidelity in your marriage. Maybe uh, there's there's lying, there's cheating, whatever the thing. Maybe there's financial hardship. Some of you are going through financial things and you're just enduring paycheck to paycheck to paycheck and barely hanging on. And it's just like, God, when can I get some relief? Okay, whatever the enduring is, whatever you are going through, whatever trial you are going through that God is calling you to endure with cheerfulness, right? Being a cheerful endurer, whatever it is, the first thing is keep the right perspective. What do I mean by that? No complaining. Wow. Ouch. Stab me in the side, right? No complaining. That is our first initial reaction. When we go through trials and we go through something, oh my goodness, we just complain. Okay. Oh, my son, he's just, he's driving me crazy. And I, I what is it going to take? And oh my gosh, my husband, I, I'm so frustrated with him. These finances, man, I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and, and I just can't seem to make it work. God, and you're just complaining, 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 complaining. That's our natural DNA to just go to that fleshly response when we go through. But that's not the right perspective. That's not a cheerful endurer. The right perspective is that you have to put on this mantle that God is sovereign, that despite what you're going through, that despite all hell breaking loose around you, despite the disappointment, despite all of this stuff, are you going to choose to complain? Are you going to choose to trust in God's sovereignty? God knows things that we don't know. There are things that are happening in the spirit realm that if we were to see the true reality of what was going on, and we would be too overwhelmed. And so we have to learn to trust that God is sovereign, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of, of feeling so down and feeling so tired, whatever that may be, trusting that God is sovereign. And also right, having the perspective to know that you're not alone. Sometimes when we go through things, we have this perspective of woe is me. I, I, I'm all alone. Nobody cares. Nobody's texted me. Nobody's called me. I'm dealing with this all by myself. Listen, you are not alone. You are not alone. There are people who love you. There are people who care about you. Do not let the enemy deceive you and lie, you, lie to you that you are alone. And if you are seriously feeling that way, go to your church. If you had church hurt, I get it. Okay. But go to a church, find godly counsel. Do not do this alone. Do not go through this endurance alone. When you're going through endurance, a lot of times what people think of is, is running or racing or athletics and you have to endure, right? You have to go, you can quit and not finish the finish line. But me, I'm going through this season of, of trying to lose weight, right? I'm enduring through it. 
And my husband and I, we're like cheering each other on. There are days this morning, I woke up at six o'clock in the morning. Well, 545, my alarm was set. We were at the gym by six o'clock in the morning. Do you think that was easy? No, he was pounding my feet. Come on, let's go, Katrin, let's go. Okay, he had to push me. He had to help me. So have the right perspective. Don't do this alone. Go out, seek. If you don't have it, pray. If you don't have it, leave me a message on my website. I'll I'll go through this with you. Leave me a message, katrinvalencia.com. Okay, and, 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 and make sure that you're not doing this alone. Have the right perspective. Another perspective is when you're going through things and you're enduring and you're, you're feeling so tired because I, I can just sense it. There are people that are tired and they want to give up. Remember to have the perspective that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross and they buried him and he was resurrected on the third day, he defeated death. We have the victory. And here's the thing. He's coming back. And, and the enemy, the one who's tormenting you and the one who is making you have all these false perspectives, he's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. That is victory for me and you as believers in Jesus Christ. Have the right perspective that although you go through trials right now, joy comes in the morning. Although you're mourning right now, joy comes in the morning. There is a season for everything. Listen to Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. For everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to loose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Okay, there is a season for everything. You are going through this season of of hardship. You are going through this season and the Lord is saying, endure. And don't just endure, but have the right perspective. Be cheerful. Don't complain. Know that God is sovereign. Know that you're not alone. Know that you have the victory in Christ Jesus and know that there's a season for everything. Amen. That's number one. All right, let's move to number two. How do I endure? How do I have this attitude of being a cheerful endurer? Number two, resist the urge to give up. You have to resist that urge to not follow through. You have to resist that urge to to give up. We all want to give up. We all want to quit. We all want to not follow through, but you have to resist that. It's not a time to be weary. It's not a time to be tired. It's okay to feel that, but it's not time to succumb to that. You have to resist that urge to give up, push through the pain, push through the disappointment. I know you've been disappointed. Me, when you've been working out and you've been working out and you've been working hard, you've been making sacrifices, you've been getting up in the wee hours of the night and getting up in the wee hours of the morning and going to the gym and you, then you go to, to to weigh yourself and it's like one pound or maybe you gained a weight. Wow, talk about disappointment, right? When you, you've been putting in the work and you've been enduring, resist the urge to give up. When you don't see the results you expect, take heart, take heart, keep pressing in, keep pushing in. Because remember, remember what hupamane means. Remember that when you endure, you're perfecting your Christian character. Okay. It's a type of patience that strengthens your inward person. 
It doesn't easily succumb under suffering. Do not allow the suffering to weigh you down that you're going to give up. The second thing you need to do is resist that urge to give up. And some of you have given up. I'm just going to keep it real because I've been there. Some of you have given up. Pick it back up. You may have quit, but you're not a quitter. Pick it back up. Resist that urge to give up completely, to not follow through. You may have backslidden in those areas. You may have have slipped in those areas. You may not have have given it your all. You may have have lacked in the last day or two or week or month or year. Okay, pick it back up. Resist the urge to give up. There's something in you that this hupamane is trying to teach you to be cheerful, to have the right perspective and to push through and endure because it's going to perfect your Christian character. The third thing, the third way that we endure, okay, so the first one was that we keep the right perspective. We don't complain. We know that God is sovereign, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that you have the victory and that there's a season for everything. The second is that you're going to resist that urge to give up, okay? It's not a time to be weary. It's not a time to be weary. Push through that pain, push through that disappointment. And then the third is stay out of your comfort zone. Okay, enduring will entail not being comfortable. It's not like you can just put your recliner back, put your feet up. That's comfortable. It requires, when you endure, it requires taking a risk. It requires being radical. It requires doing things that don't go with your normal. Your normal may be sleeping in until 8 o'clock, 7.30. It's not waking up at 5.45 and going to the gym. Your normal may be spouting or yelling at your teenage son when he frustrates you. Your normal may be isolating from your spouse because you've shut down. Okay, you've gone through all these years and been hurt and been hurt and been hurt and you probably shut down. That's your normal. Okay, if with your finances, you may be at a point where you're just you've given up and you're like, forget it. And you just keep racking up those credit cards, racking up those credit cards because you refuse to endure and be disciplined to get it in order. God is a God of order. Okay, so when you endure, you have to stay out of your comfort zone. You have to push those comfortable things to the side and be radical. It's not going through the motions. Okay, being enduring is not about going through the motions. It's about breaking your routine. It's about breaking your normal cycle. We've all heard that saying. Insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. We've all heard that. So if you want to endure, you better get out of your comfort zone. You better get out of your pajamas and you better put on big girl, big boy pants and go out there and conquer what God has called you to do. Be cheerful no matter what gets sent at you. Stay out of your comfort zone. So when next time your son just irritates you, sit down with him. Say, son, can we pray? I just just want to pray before we have this conversation. And just invite the Holy Spirit into that conversation with your child, with your son, with your daughter. Ask the Holy Spirit. Don't just lash out. That's your normal, right? Next time you and your husband go through something, don't shut down. Pray. And don't just react, but pray. And then come back and say, hey, babe, can we talk? And you know what? It may it may get a little ugly. It may get a little um, dicey. But communication, even though it's hard, it's healthy. But pray and invite the Holy Spirit and invite God into that conversation. Do things differently. Don't go with your normal. Stay out of your comfort zone. So how do you endure? First, you keep the right perspective. Second, you resist the urge to give up. And third is you stay out of your comfort zone. And fourth and finally is keep a yes in your pocket. When you're going through something, trust me, when my husband woke me up at 545 this morning, I had to fight the urge to say no. 
I had a no in my, I don't even want to say pocket because I didn't, I didn't have a pocket. I was laying in bed. I had a no in my blanket. Okay. I had a no in my pillowcase, but I had to fight the urge to say no and have a yes in my, in my pocket, have a yes in my pillowcase. Resist that urge to say no. Fight the urge to find all the reasons why you can't endure. It's easy to say no. It's easy to say, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. Well, I'm this way because of that. Or I'm, and you're making excuses, excuse upon excuse upon excuse. Well, I'm shut down because my husband is this, or I talk to my child this way because of this, or I spend because of this, or whatever the thing that you're pushing through and you're, and you're refusing to have a yes in your pocket. Okay. And you're coming up with all these no's and all these reasons why you can't do it. Why don't you sit down and write a list and talk about all the reasons why you can do it and talk about all the things of why God wants you to do it. Here's the thing. When you say, no, no, I can't because of this. No, no, no. And you make excuses. You know what happens? You are on a slippery slope down a spiral into victim mentality. God does not call you to be a victim. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You are a child of the most high God who can endure, 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 and do it with the right perspective. You can endure cheerfully when all hell breaks loose. When, when you, when somebody close to you dies, you can, yes, you can mourn, but you can have this cheerful endurance that when people look at you, they're like, oh my God, how do you, how are you doing this? Your endurance should draw people to Christ. Because when people see you and you're going through things and you have the, uh, uh, a stinky attitude and when you don't have the right and you're complaining that you're representing who Christ is in you. Because remember, when you accept Jesus Christ, he is on the inside of you. And again, this is not easy. This is not easy when your husband has cheated on you or your husband has left you and, and divorced you and you're and you feel all alone. And you're enduring as a single mom or a single father. Your wife left you and you're a single father. It is not easy to be like, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. I am seeing travesty all around me. The enemy is so busy pushing and oppressing his people. And he is literally looking and saying, okay, where are my remnants? Where are the ones that will have the right perspective? Where are the ones that will endure? Where are the ones? Where are they? Where are the ones that will resist giving up and follow through what I've told them to do and not complain? Where are the ones that will get out of their comfort zone? Where are they? Where are the ones that have a yes in their pocket? Here's the thing that when you endure, it's going to have a perfect result perfection, complete, not lacking anything so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That is a promise, a promise that when you endure, when you go through the fire and you don't give up, that you are going to receive the crown. You are going to be told by Jesus Christ, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I want to have the right perspective. I want to meet my maker face to face and I want him to say those words to me. So don't give up, y'all. Don't get weary. Don't get weary. It is not a time. Our world is looking for hope and you carry hope on the inside even when you feel hopeless. Our world is hopeless. We have to radiate the joy and the love of the Lord, because that was what will draw people. There will be something different about his remnants. There will be something different that despite everything that's going on, you can still lift your hands. You can still worship your Abba father. And when people see that, it will shift them. It will shift them into a right relationship with Christ, or it will shift them to want what you have. And then, wow, bam, you can lead them to Christ. So I'm going to end with a prayer for all of us. 
Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would meet my brother and sister wherever they're at in their journey, God, their journey of endurance. Lord, I pray right now that despite the weight that is on the believers, I pray that you would give them a lifting. Your word says to cast our cares upon you. God, I pray that as we cast our cares, God, that you would lift burdens and you would give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. God, I pray for those who are carrying the yoke. I pray for those who are carrying this heaviness. I pray for those who are stuck. I pray for those who are in their comfort zone. I pray, God, for those who are not resisting and wanting to give up and quitting. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would rise up an army, God. I pray that you would awaken the inner man, awaken the inner woman. God, I pray right now that you would breathe life into dry bones right now. I pray, God, that you would rise up your bride, oh God. I pray, God, that in the final hour, God, as we are in the final hour, God, that we would press into your presence like never before. God, I pray that we would not get comfortable. God, there are days where I just want to lay down. I'm so tired, but I cannot, I cannot succumb to the oppression. I have to push through. I have to endure and I have to do it with a cheerful attitude. God, give us joy in our endurance. God, let us wake up excited to endure through our marriage. Let us wake up and excited to endure through our children that are going through hard times. Let us wake up and be cheerful about the finances that seem to be dwindling. Let us wake up God and endure the things that are hard, God, with cheerfulness, God. And God, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you receive all the glory and all the honor because without you, we are complainers. We are tired. We quit. We have the wrong perspectives. We say no. But God, today we choose to have a yes in our pocket. We choose to not be a victim. We choose, God, to be victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And all the cheerful endurers say, Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Shift. We pray there was a shift within you. Our world is ripe for revival, and you are a remnant chosen for such a time as this. For more episodes, visit KatrinValencia.com. Let's go. Let's go.